Yes, guys. Yes, Welcome guys. back to the Once You're In, You're In podcast. This is episode 68. Reese is wearing pink, which uh, is a bold choice, mate. Is pink is pink in at the minute? I don't know. It's 2022, so we can't specify against colours. What's your agenda against pink, mate? Nothing, mate. I wasn't, I wasn't speaking about colours in, in that sense at all. I just thought pink is quite bold. I don't, I don't see you in pink that often. I'm taking offence that you even would question why I'm wearing pink. Oh, really? Well, that's wearing... you, I think that's you overthinking it, because I wasn't thinking anything like that. Yeah, but I'm offended now, so we've got, we've got an issue. Oh, okay. That's how it works now, isn't it? Even though you didn't mean for it, and I'm the one who's offended, I'm now going to say yeah. it's your problem, because I've got a problem. Yeah, okay. It makes sense. It's the world we live in now. It's, it's what we do. It's what so we do. Hopefully so... we won't offend anybody uh, in this, this week's podcast. Um, no. We'll make the intro nice and quick because it's a uh, it's a special guest episode again. Every other week yes. we've got a uh, a guest on at a minute. So obviously you'll already see from the title who it is. Um, it's Mr. Josh Bogdani, the teen champ. But we'll bring him in in a minute. He's just in the waiting room. Uh, have you got anything to to update us on, mate, quickly before we bring him in? Anything you need to discuss from this week? Well, I think most people liked me telling everybody, like, I shot myself. So you've done it again. It's... done it again just for clout. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't shot myself this week, which has been good. So uh, bowel movements have been more consistent. Uh, they've been actually designed to go where they should, not, let's say, while I'm sleeping. Um, so that was that. I've, my, 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 that's literally that. Other than that, everything's been pretty sound. That's all you've got Normal. to say this week is you've not shot yourself. That's all you've got to talk yeah, about. I know. I'm going to start doing things for clout and just saying, oh, yeah, I did this. Oh, and then be like, oh, no, even more engagement. It's all the peck. Oh, you got the video. Yeah, exactly. You told me, you remember I told a peck on that uh, flat incline? She's got a flat, uh, on the flat flat incline, yeah. That flat incline. It was that flat, it was an incline that I told a peck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then afterwards, I told my peck and I still managed to do like the whole shoulder focus part of the session. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah, mate. Anything to report? Anything to to say on the podcast? I mean, we're going to, we said, aren't we? We're going to do the one when it's just me and you a bit more of an update. And also means that because the phases we're in right now, it's literally just same old, same old. Like it's probably best to give an update every two weeks. But is there anything immediate that you thought, you know what? This just came about. I need to tell people. No, I think all all is good. Don't think there's anything major that's happened. I'm I'm definitely due a deload. I, I can tell I'm feeling pretty fatigued. This is my eighth week. So obviously I went on holiday and I actually felt really fresh after that holiday. Cause yeah, usually when you have a deal, you'll align it with like a holiday or like something where you're busy. Like obviously that holiday, it was like, as much as I was busy at the start, I actually had a few days I just chilled out. So I can tell that I'm due a deload again. I've kind of planned, I've like already kind of planned it in for next week. Um, like the back end. Um, I might take it sooner if the next couple of sessions tell me to take it sooner, but I'll be sound for a few more. I reckon. I think part of it is that my hips flared up again, but we don't need to go into that. Should we get should we get the guest in? Yes. Let's sub him in. I say sub him in. We haven't subbed him in. We've kind of just brought him in straight away. He's come straight on. Yes. Right, let's see if he enters. Let's see if he actually enters and he can talk instantly or if there's going to be issues like everyone else. Uh, it should be fine because he's just been on. I've got his uh, yeah. I've got his Instagram up in it. I'll, uh, I'll share his Instagram in a minute. There he is. Yeah. Everybody can see his little selfie. Yeah. Awful for that. Right, Josh. Whoa. Yeah, we're on. We're on. Right. So, Josh, I've already said that you're on the podcast because your name's going to be in the title. So it's not really a a surprise. It's not like a a big reveal. But do you want to give us an intro? Tell us who you are. Tell us what you're about for anybody that doesn't know you, mate. Um, Well, I am a teenage bodybuilder. I'm currently 18 years of age. So I could go again next year if I wanted to do. 
I did the UK DFBA Northern Qualifier, the BMBF Northern Qualifier, then went on to win all three of the natural British finals. Um, that's pretty oh, just, it, That's yeah. it. Uh, just log off. Yeah. Cheers. Catch you <laughs> Left chat. Yeah, you just beat everybody, mate. That's yeah. what it is. That's why I yeah. dropped off. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I won all of the shows by at least, well, only one point. So, oh, really? <laughs> you just scra- yeah, you just scraped it against everybody. It's, it's <laughs> I scraped it against Jack tactics. four times. Those techniques and tactics, mate, of standing like half a meter closer. Yeah, <laughs> you are, you're a big hey, cheat. You're a big cheat, Natty. They don't come with us, Frogan did it and he went for us, so... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, everybody does it now. Like the yeah. whole, one thing that m- made no sense at the UK FBA finals, they had they had the line, didn't they? But then they were telling everybody to be like two inches behind it. So like, even yeah, if you were they did the, the line, same at the why did they do that? They did they, they just put the tape in the wrong place. Well, it's just they sell the lighting beforehand, don't they? So the tape, the line is already there. That's supposed to. That's where the lighting's supposed to be best. That's supposed to be the center of the stage. But when they set up the lighting, they just slightly ajar it every yeah, now they and fuck again. It up. They fuck it up, basically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If, and you if, just if, put somebody in the crowd screaming, Josh, closer! Josh, come closer! And you're just like, okay, yeah, I'll, stay, I'll take another step closer. Yeah, we're, we're, was it WMBF that we were like, we were sat quite close, weren't we? And we were yeah. like, hey, hey, he's still too far for. <laughs> Give me back. And you, I think you looked over at us and started like laughing when you hit like a side tricep. No, I, I think I put my middle finger up on stage, but I will not <laughs> talk about that. Mark him down. He's showing offensive signs. <laughs> Mark him down. And I was like screaming to Conrad. I was saying, Conrad, come closer. Like, don't just let him. Conrad, yeah, Conrad was like slowly creeping forward. I, I just took a step. Every time he took a step, I took an extra one. No, it, it makes sense, mate. Like, you've got to make the most of it. And I feel like what I spoke to you about on one of the shows, you were saying, like, oh, you got extra glaze. You watched Josh um, Crogan last year. And I feel like it probably goes to show, like, you put in probably a little bit of extra work. Like, it wasn't just the case, obviously, the prep. I feel like you kind of went a little bit over. And that's the result why you pretty much won everything, I'm guessing, you know, as well as you looked all right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I, looked, those, I, looked, those, I looked all right, I think. Do you know what? I think the majority of the stuff I won by were like little bits like posing. Yeah. yeah. Posing was personally, I think. Yeah, it was a massive benefit for you. It was like, yeah. You just, you looked like you competed loads. Like you looked really relaxed. You didn't look, I don't think in any pose I saw you like tensing too hard or shaking or anything like that. Whereas you see that with all teams. So I think that was yeah, like, yeah. you just looked like you'd done it loads. So it was like first and second time on stage, like competitive seasons, you see it. You rarely see people with composure, you know? And like, I remember I spoke to you after the first show and I said, like, we bumped into each other and I was like, mate, you look fucking sick. Like it was obviously, I know you finished second in the first show, but me and Finn were sat there. Yeah, and you we were both like the standout looking, physique like, of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank we you. were literally like, oh, wicked. Like, yeah, I, was, that, I knew you win that. That was a proud oh, moment of mine. I was I was going to my mate like Reese Pearson just come up. Like, ah. You mean Reese Pearson? Apart from that, Reese Pearson. Yeah, Reese Pearson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, no one knows who Reese Pearson is. Reese Pearson is that. They're like that Reese Pearson. Yeah. So for anybody that that isn't already following Josh, this is his uh, his Instagram. Uh, Josh Bog Dan E. He even spells it out for you like that. Look, so you know how to say it. Um, Josh, where so, did your name originate from? Because I heard that like Bog Danny. So is it... I'm half Albanian. Quarter Bajan, which is Barbados, and quarter Portuguese. 
So I've got a mate. How the hell are you, how how are you getting all these British titles? Yeah, I'm gonna British say you're not you're not a British champ then. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Comrade, I'm the best team in Britain. I knew it. I know yeah. I've got a British champion. <laughs> <laughs> so this is th- these were the top two. Well, the top three, obviously, that in like most of the shows, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. So this is for people who are watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, then get over on YouTube. This is Conrad's. This is Reese's client. This is this guy's called Jack, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think Jack's very good. Jack is wide as a house, mate. He is very like when 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 we were backstage, like he's just one of those people that looks absolutely fucking phenomenal in any light. Yeah. I saw um some photos of him uh, like in his off season. And like me and when we watched you two in the first show, we got up your Instagram and I looked at that Jack and I was like, there's photos of him in an off season and he's like doing like a most muscular in the gym mirror or something. Yeah. He stood there to the camera and I'm like, he's ridiculously round and bubbly for a, for a team which is so rare like really really rare so yeah I, I was saying yeah. to, to Conrad like you three personally like I, to be fair I looked at the teams and like had the teen standard but you three are probably the best teams that I've seen in recent memory I'd definitely say it's just a bit of a shame that you all competed kind of against each other yeah great for obviously experience but like I feel like Jack for example if he was to compete as a teen most years he probably would win the vast vast majority likewise Conrad would be the same yeah in, like in my opinion the thing about teens normally is there's only one or two good people yeah, that yeah, compete yeah. this year there was there's been a fair few Conrad there is, there's, there is usually just one if there's if there's another one it's rare it's usually like oh that yeah, guy's good yeah. and everyone else is like meh but yeah this year there was at least you three I didn't really see anyone else that I thought was like at Mate, that level that there was a lot of good people right. Finn, the dude that didn't do a prep that when he turned around and hit a lap spread with the people in the crowd went boom. What was his name again? Ruben. Ruben. Yeah, sorry, Ruben, if you're listening, mate. I forgot about you. Um, but yeah, in terms of like the you you three were better, in my opinion, um, than, yeah. than Ruben. Yeah. But Ru- uh, I, I Jack, we... Jack didn't do the WMBF, did he? No, he didn't. Yeah. So I don't think he was. I think he was planning on just putting all of his focus into the UK DFBA purely because he'd won the qualifier. So why would you not? Yeah. And he came last in the, the final, bless him. Well, I'm sorry, Jack. I'm sorry. The thing is, though, he, looked, he, he did look, he still looked good, but I feel like he just didn't, he didn't get much better through the prep. I feel like yeah. he, he, I don't think he got worse, but I don't think he really got any better. Whereas I feel like you got better as you went on, probably just with like confidence and stage presence. Like, and again, you just didn't look. You almost look like you just don't give a shit, which is quite good. Like you don't uh, look like, like not as in like you can't be asked because some people look like they can't be asked, and it's like what are they even doing. But you just look so composed that it was you just look like you're chilling. Well, it's just sort of like a. I, I don't know how to describe it. Like before you go on, it's like I just my mind goes blank. I just don't think about anything. And like I got asked on the question box, um, like. It was Josh Campbell, actually, who asked me. He asked about, um, like, do you get nervous before going on stage? And I was like, I, not really, no, because everything you've done up to this point has already, you've already done the work for, really. Like, the diet, posing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is just, like, the last bit where you're enjoying spending time on stage with your, yeah. with your friends, essentially. I think people yeah. stress out about that way too much. Like, Obviously, for, for like Josh isn't like I'm not saying that about Josh. Like loads of people ask that, like, oh, what, 
I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I want to be like in my pants on stage. I'm really nervous. Like what if I, on the day I can't do it and I can't go out on stage. It's like, you've already got that in your head that that's what you're doing. Yeah. You know, that you know what you're putting yourself in for. Like you're going to be prepping for that long. You're going to be practicing posing that often in your trunks as well. So it's not like it's the first time you're ever in trunks and all of a sudden you're just on stage on your own in front of loads of people. Like you've got the tan, you've gone and had your bloody cock out in a sock, getting a tan by people you don't know. Like you're going to be fine going on stage. Like you're doing it with loads of other lads. Like you say, everyone's having like a good laugh backstage, apart from uh, from Joe Gillen, who's who's, who's fucking you know, making growling noises, growling at everyone. He's like a world champ, isn't he? At 21, so I mean, he's better than all of us. Best in the Very world. Actually. He's he's coming for you in men's physique, Reese. That's what's happening. Yeah, honestly, he's he's gonna he's gonna do me, do me in condition. I think he'd do anybody in condition. I think he would do anyone. He is he is phenomenal condition wise. To be yeah. to be fair, I can't knock him on that anyway. Yeah. The only the only thing I can knock him on was I went to go watch the BMBF Southern, and like every time he turned around to the back, he pulled his um I don't even know what to call them. They're not short, they are short, but yeah, they're like little muscles. Like yeah, pull them into his aren't they? Yeah, give himself a wedgie, and it, it just looked fucking horrible. But... Well, me and Phil are going to say the fact he was grunting doing banded rows backstage. That's probably the worst thing we saw. That's the only thing I'd knock him for. He was like staring yeah. everyone out, staring yeah, us out. Yeah. And like, mm. yeah, he, was, he, he must have looked at me without blinking about for about 30 seconds. It's like dead on in my eyes. And I was like, mate, I'm not even on stage. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not even in stage condition. You're the one competing. Chill out. <laughs> But, but yeah, fair play to him. him. Congrats to, to him for winning yeah. um winning the world yeah. with the BNBF. That's it was classic. He is actually a really yeah. nice guy as well. Yeah, mate, he, yeah. he looks like I say he looks fucking mental. Like he looks very, very good. Um right. Do you wanna crack on with some questions? Reese, have you got any questions of your own? We we can ask our own questions before we ask questions yeah, from we the can listeners. Ask a few. So I kind of wanted to know, like we've already touched upon it and we'll I wanna talk about the prep and then a little bit before. But you said, and we were literally speaking about you getting better. What was your plan? Obviously, your coach is the one who decides everything. It's AMS muscle, is yeah, it? And is it? If I'm not... Andy, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know you were working with him before, like what for the prep. Did you work with him before the prep or was it just no, the prep? No, so I contacted him about 23 weeks out. I then recontacted him at 20 weeks out and was like, right, let's get this going. Because... Why were you going to prep on your own or were you working with a previous coach or no? So for off season, I just kind of took the approach of eat as much as possible, get as big as possible, pump as much volume through every muscle part as possible that I can recover from anywhere. And then um yeah, I was just absolutely hammering my body. I'd go for as long as I can before deloading. And then I took a deload period and I was like, right, well, this is a perfect time to sort of get a coach. And it was subsequently at 20 weeks out um Andy was probably one of the first people I looked at just because I knew he'd worked with a lot of first-time comp- competitors um yeah and he's he was phenomenal from the start really so like I, I can't knock it on there no fair enough so you were 20 weeks out from when you started I'm guessing so you started with him was it like day one right this is your prep or did he give any did he run any data let's say assessment and was it literally what how was it so essentially, well, we'll call it like the first phase was sort of a reverse diet. He literally put me on a diet plan, which was 
all clean food, like the stuff that you'd be eating in prep, cream of rice, rice, potato, chicken, beef mince. Um, Then slowly tapered food up because my weight was continuing to drop off regardless Mm -hmm. of how much food I was eating. So we worked back up to just over 3,000 cows. And then obviously at that point, we were about 12 weeks out. So we then started the decline into prep. Okay, fair enough. And then I'm guessing, so was there, like, so literally pretty plain sailing into the first show, I'm guessing, like, relatively to a prep. Like, there wasn't any, yeah. was there any hiccups along the road, anything you had to push harder, or was it literally, because you weren't, mate, I saw a photo that you put up, and you were, like, 16 or so weeks out, and, I mean, you weren't shredded, but you weren't fat at all. Like, you, you were in good nick. Yeah, I think that sort of phase at the start took a, a large amount of body fat off me, just purely yeah. because I was I was going from eating really poor diet with a lot of calories to eating a substantial amount of food a lot of calories but at the same time it was cleaner food when you say cleaner do you mean like was your diet before prep was it like 150 grams of fat per day and your carbs were lower and therefore switching literally for carbs you're like wow i feel better i don't think i've not seen a photo of you looking like really soft yeah it, it depends what you classify as soft though, because for me when, when i look at myself in back in april what was it um i just i think i look horrible but then yeah as that's because you compare it to, to yeah. stage condition like i think for me like if, if i see someone who i'm like fucking hell they got soft it's like you've got fat hanging over like your boxes it's like you, okay you've gone way too far like I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I've not obviously I've not seen loads of photos of you, but I don't as much you're going like, oh mate, I was I was eating so bad, I was so fat. Like nah. some people's perception that will be like, fucking hell, how did he get in that shape in that amount of time? Then like if he only signed up with his coach at twenty weeks out and he's really fat, like you you were never like really really out of shape at that point, were you? Like you were obviously yeah. soft in off season, but you weren't like. What was the difference, Josh, between weights? Like what was your heaviest weight before prep, and then likewise, what were you on stage? Like what was the difference? There? I think I was. 86.2 was the start of my prep. And then my last show, I weighed 72.7. Okay. So yeah. I wasn't. But that's not like, if you were like, oh, yeah, I, get, I lost 25 kilos, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. You're probably. Like 40 kilos in like 20 yeah. weeks. Still a, it's still a decent rate again, though. It's still quite an aggressive rate again. Yeah, I wouldn't say I was completely like over the top, spill over, but out like I, I think I was in the worst spot I've been in, which is probably why I say I look so. Yeah, mm, yeah that's fair enough. And then, um, oh, sorry, Finn. Do you want to go? You go right ahead, mate. I was just gonna say, what when you actually like started prep and when you when you contacted Andy, like what were your expectations? Did you think? Right, I want to go and I want to win every show, or was it just I want to see what it's like, see how I get on? To be honest, mate, I like I didn't I didn't even think about winning a show. <laughs> like I, I don't think it's something that goes through your mind. Well, that early in prep anyway. Mm. For me, I just like I love bodybuilding and it. it was it's what I sort of did every day. Like the main part of my gym, I mean my day was going to the gym, like I'd eat like a bodybuilder, apart from the McDonald's and KFC. Um, <laughs> that's that just shows though i think you can you can see that in how you even just how you carry yourself and how you are on stage like 
there was no pressure from yourself that you have to do this well or you have to play so you have to win. You just looked like you were having fun. You enjoyed posing well. And like I say, you just looked chilled. And I think a lot of people think, if I'm going to compete, I have to win. I have to do this well. And it's like, as much as it, obviously nobody's competing to come dead last, but also if you're putting that much pressure on yourself, like that's probably when those nerves do kick in. And when you I are, and, and, yeah, and stre- like yeah. that's just a massive stressor throughout a prep. If you're thinking I have to win, I have to win, I have to win. Like, I bet you weren't even thinking that for the finals. Like, I bet you were thinking like, right, hopefully I win, but I know I've done everything that I can. So we'll wait and see. Yeah. So like for the, for the first show, I think I, I just went into sort of like I had a clean slate. I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. I'd had a look at a few people. I knew I'd seen Jack and I was like, well, Jack looked absolutely humongous on Instagram. Um, I'd seen Conran. I knew that he was quite a bit heavier than me. Um, Frank as well, Frank Hill. He was another one that he'd messaged me before. Mm. Um, but yeah, there were just a, a few lads that I knew. They had a bit of weight on me. So I was like, all right, well, they're going to have more muscle. Um, like I sort of went into that show and I was, I was like, no expectations, got on stage. And then when they did the call outs, they did the first call outs. I was like, oh, I can be in for winning this because yeah. it was me, me and Jack as the top two. Um, and then they called us back off and obviously did the results. Jack won. And I was like, that sort of from that point forward, I was like, oh, well, I've actually got a chance of winning going forward. So it didn't sort of like, I wouldn't say it slipped my mind that like I knew I had the potential to win, but like I, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind at the top, like the whole time. Like I was just trying to be, you just try and be the best as possible. Do you, do you think it benefited you losing that first show, like in terms of your mindset? Or do you, do you think if you'd have won that, you'd have been like, oh, that was fucking easy. Like, or do you think you'd have, you'd have been like, oh my God, I've won. I can be amazing. Because like a lot of people will benefit more from not winning because they'll realise either I'm close or I'm not good enough. I need to be better. I don't... I get what, I get what you're trying to say by the fact that, like, if you come second, um, you've got that sort of mentality to push forward and go again. But for me, like, the people that I was speaking to throughout my prep, they, after I won the BNBF, they were all like, well, you can't let up now. So it's sort of like a... I think I had the mentality more so after I won the the BNBF Northern that you just have to keep pushing forward rather than after the UK, the FBA, I was a bit down, but you just carry on anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. I think a lot of people would end up being like, if they win, they almost think they're the dog's bollocks and they're like, oh, well, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm the number one guy now. I don't need to keep doing what I was doing or take the foot off the gas a little bit. So it might even subconsciously, it might have benefited you by coming second in that first show. Cause like you say, you realize, Oh, I'm actually close. Like if you'd yeah. have come dead last, you probably wouldn't have carried on your prep. You might've thought I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, see, not gonna from try that point of view, I, I agree. I agree with you that it's sort of like it, it sparked a little bit that I was like, I realized I could actually be winning shows here. Realize your um, potential. And you were like, Oh God, I just need to hit this potential. Yeah. You were actually such a B. You're like, oh shit, me posing and doing my cardio and eating. I'm actually not too bad at this. I bet, I bet you saw like, I bet you saw some photos from that first show though, and you were like, fucking hell, like, I actually look decent up there. Because like, like I say, when I... when we watched that show, like you stood out because just in terms of like your shape and how you were posing, 
it was like fucking hell like that guy looks good obviously you're not the biggest person there there was on the day it's not like oh he's got so much muscle but it's just how you presented your physique like i, I bet you've got some shots and you're like oh shit like, that looks really good i think we honest, didn't we Finn? we both said like we were like we we were, like before the results were given we were like he should win based off his shape but we don't but we think knew, he yeah we knew you won based on yeah. the fact that and we were both win. like he should win he they, like they should give it to him i think finn said like he should win it was like, this it was win. this show yeah, yeah. I don't think I put any stage shots on. I didn't really like any of them, to be honest. I it's probably because it's probably because of the lighting. To be fair, the lighting wasn't the best. Is is yeah, I was the Noah. darkest on stage. Big up Noah. Big up Noah. Noah looked Big up the guy good. on the right. His posing was elite. Finn, you remember him? Ben Barlow. Ben Ben Barlow. Ben Ben Barlow. Ben yeah. the butcher Barlow. Ben the butcher. The butcher Barlow. That's what they announced him as. They didn't. Me and Finn called him that when he came out and hit like a. I can't remember his routine, but. Came out. He like posing was, his posing was good. Did all this. Was it was like he almost got like a 90th minute winner. Celebrated. <laughs> what a guy. To be fair, his posing was class. Like his posing was, was good. He was just soft. Yeah. He had a lot of body fat to pull off. Yeah. Have you got any photos on here of when you were a fat mess? Um. Then what? When you were <laughs> a fat mess. When you were a fat mess. <laughs> Probably not. If you scroll down, there might be a slightly. Fat yes. Josh, all I'm seeing, bro, is like photos of you when you're, you're in good nick, mate. Like, this yeah. is this is poor. I can tell you're a teen and you just care about how you look. Like, where are the photos of you? Peak off season. Peak off season. Actually, to be fair, I don't think you'll see me peak off season. That's probably as peak off season as it gets. Well, these ones aren't even loaded. Yeah, fair enough, Josh. You're gonna have to explain to me all the that you you hit a few men's physique posing. What's the what's the crack with that? You just think it looks like? Do you right, know how you look you good in some shots? Everyone looks good in sort like yeah. specific shots. I think in the men's physique, front relaxed and that sort of hand on hip bicep mm. shot. I think I look half I decent. Look, um, hot. Yeah, this <laughs> was eleven <laughs> weeks into prep. Let's have a look. I can't wait for this. That's a very good shot. That's a good photo. Yeah. Mate, what the fuck happened? That. You got worse. Josh, yeah, you mate. Yeah. You should have you should have stepped Josh, on stage on that day. Yeah. Nine weeks yeah. out, you were on it. Twenty weeks ago. Oh, nine weeks. At this point, mate, I, I, 20 weeks. I was only three weeks into actually dieting at this point, really, then. Yeah, so you you must have been enough, so mate. soft. You must have been so soft in that off season. It's funny perception. Mate, like, honestly, Josh, this is one of your best looks. Yeah, this is a good look. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was full as a house there. Yeah. I think that was the, I think that was my first off-plan meal after, well, the day after. That's a very good and look. Just, what was your yeah. body weight there? Do you, do you remember? Um, It will have been about 75, 76. Oh, so you were quite close. You weren't, you were only a few kilos off. Yeah. yeah very, very good look. Right, should we do some questions in the, the second part? Yeah, cool. Right, we'll end this, and then we'll get into the yeah. second part. Part two, okay. part two. Right. So we're going so to get into a few questions. We're going to get into a few questions. I, I do the intros and the parts, mate, not you. You do the outro. Uh, I don't know about that, mate. I don't know about that. Come on. I see. I'm not going to be arguing about You know who do the I don't intro. know. Who quantifies and who says, oh, yeah, I do this hey, part, my mate. podcast. Finn, I'm Finn, way we more. Can't argue. We can't argue. We've got a guess. No, we say this all the time. I'll do. I'll do the intro. I'll do the intro. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Anyway, right. So Josh, we've gone through no, questions. No, no. We've gone through. We've gone through our intro. questions. Hey, Josh, do the intro, man. You can't just yeah, and then jump. There isn't in an intro. There isn't an intro. We've gone oh, through. So our Josh, questions Josh. This, this guy. Awful, now we're going to go through your intro. guys' questions. We're going to go through your guys' questions. Okay. Okay. Listener questions. Listener questions. Listener and viewer questions. Yes. Okay. Right. This is from Alfie Divine. He said, "Is this is that your client, Reese?" No, I don't know who he who he's coached by. And he's just followed me on Instagram, like is it, look, minutes ago. It might is be. It... I'm sure. I'm sure he's, um, he's. I'm sure he's part of the FPL team um, league. Yeah, I think he sure. might be coached by. Lewis. I'm not. I'm okay. not sure. I don't know. Um, anyway, thank you for the question, Alfie. So he's asked, "When did you start training?" So uh, this is, I'm guessing, just for Josh. We won't answer these. We all answer. Like we oh, I think we should both answer. Both answer. Okay, Finn, when did you start training? Uh, when I was properly, when I was nineteen. Well, yeah, but properly, everyone's got a properly. Like, when did you first step foot in the gym? I first stepped in the gym when I was fourteen for a few You've months. Training for eleven years. Fuck me, bro. A few months, <laughs> and I actually, I, I, I looked fantastic. <laughs> I looked fantastic <laughs> in the first few months, right? And then uh, yeah. I couldn't keep it going because I, uh, I couldn't afford it, and. Uh, I, I it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair on my mum to keep coming and picking me up after after school from uh, from the gym. It was far, it was quite it was not far away. It was a ten minute drive. So I basically trained for a few months, then stopped, and then started again when I was like late eighteen, early nineteen. And yeah. now I'm a fucking monster. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm wearing a monster factory. Yeah, like, pink one. Yeah, pink one. Yeah. Um, I started when I was thirteen. Um, my mum. My my granddad bought me. You on about gear. training or gear? Oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know which one actually. Gear, gear. Actually, I started on gear before I actually stepped foot in the gym. That's I think that's what most people do. Before you sign up for a gym membership, you buy your, your test and your your index that you have to take on the days you pin. That's what you have to do now, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, no, I started it when I was thirteen. My granddad bought me the membership or paid for it monthly, and my mum lied to the people on the gym reception to say I was sixteen so I could use the free weights. Unfortunately, like I was always a bit taller and I did look a little bit older. But like looking at myself, I was I didn't look sixteen. So he <laughs> didn't sound yeah. it either. When when someone, yeah, oh, I had such a squeaky voice when I was a kid. Like, did I ever tell you? I, I don't know if I should mention this on the podcast. When I was like 10, 11, this is the first time I'm ever telling anybody this. I think I think I told you, Finn. I remember I was I moved to Broughton Astley and I had a really squeaky voice and like people would be there was two Reese's there was another Reese and there was me and they called me Gay Reese because of how my voice sounded. <laughs> so, oh no! Yeah. So literally they were like I remember being like, like they were on the phone once like oh who were at the park and they were like Reese and like, Reese who and someone went, you know Gay Reese. <laughs> <laughs> it just caught on and it was legit literally for like a week it was my nickname at this park but i remember thinking to myself i was like motherfuckers i've got nicknames gay reese so, why? It's, yeah. not an insult. it's not an insult there's nothing wrong with the with I, gays. I, yeah no nothing wrong with being gay but i wasn't gay just out there just out there yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's happy to be yeah, fair so you're, i just had a for anybody who wants to find this voice if you just go on reese's youtube and look at his old videos you'll uh you'll find the <laughs> voice I can just imagine think... Reese tearing up Black Ops 2 lobbies with like a really squeaky voice. <laughs> no, Josh, Black Ops 2, you would have been like seven then. Like, what the fuck? Like, Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2 was good. Josh, what was your first cut? I'm actually interested. Like, so this is because there's five years of different trees and seven between Finn. Well, it, like, it depends. It will have been Black Ops 1 or Modern Warfare 2. What about me? What about that came out like two thousand and nine? You would, 
Yeah. You were born in what, 2003? Yeah, but like all my mates had six. <laughs> yeah, I was six. Yeah. Mate, Jesus Christ. In those Modern Warfare 2 lobbies, hearing all the stuff that was said back in the day. Wow. You grew up I quick. think Modern Warfare 2 was my first COD. Yeah. And I'm, it was the I'd first one I, I officially owned. I played World at War and COD 4, so Modern Warfare, at like my mates. But I went to the release night of Modern Warfare 2 at like a blockbuster. I had it pre-ordered or something. And I came home and I think I played it for like three hours. I completed the campaign by like, it came out on like a Friday or something. I completed the campaign by the Monday. And I went into school and I was like ruining the ending to every, all the other kids. And they were like, oh, fucking hell, why, why'd you tell me this? So that was, that was fun. And they were all like racing to like first prestige. That was when COD was in its like heyday. No, I don't think they have prestige anymore. Have you got the new one yet? I've got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've played it. I've played a little bit, but I don't know. I just, I'm just I'm a bit too old now for video games like consistently. Wait, you've made it. Yeah, I know. I played for like an hour years and you were going, "Nah, nah, I won't get that point." No, no, no. I'm still going to every single year I'm going to buy the new FIFA and buy the new COD, but every time I'm playing them less. So it's yeah. like you just you're just 4 years, 5 years behind what, what I did. You want to, you yeah. like, because you, I miss that. It's like nostalgia. Like I, I used to love playing them. And when you had the time to do it, it was great. But now yeah. it's just like, even even if I do have the time, it just stresses me out because I'm not as good at it as, it, as I used to be because I don't have the time. You need to, to be good at it. You need to play it more, don't you? Yeah. Josh, you, are you get the like nostalgic feeling and then you, you go back on COD and then you're like, it's just not the same you as what it was. You just keep dying every three <laughs> seconds and you're like, I remember it being a bit more fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think video, like Call of Duty is one of those things where if, like, if you're not shitting on other people, you're just getting shat on. Oh, mate, it's, it's, it's not hard fun. work when you shit. And when you've been better, it's like, it's almost like if you were to take 10 years off training and you were going to go do a show. Press, <laughs> yeah, instead of pressing like four plates or three plates, you're pressing one plate. Or if you go turn up and compete, and you're like, I used to win these shows, and I'm pushing dead last. You'd be a bit like, this isn't as good or enjoyable. And I think it's, it's worse with FIFA because you sat there for like 25 minutes getting battered for 25 minutes, yeah. and yeah. there's nothing you can do about it because these people yeah. just play it constantly. All right, let's. Uh, I think Call of Duty back. Call of Duty Golden Era. Can we all agree? Modern like started at Modern Warfare Two. It had Black Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops One, Modern Warfare Three, Black Ops Two, and that was like the peak of COD. I think everybody well, can it agree wasn't, I don't think. That's probably just because of our age. No, no, no. no. I, I, think I, most... I think Black Ops 2 is the best COD, hands I down. Think... I stopped playing Black Ops 2. I didn't really like it as much. I as think Modern Warfare, Warfare 2 was the best. Yeah, I like Modern Warfare broken, 3. See, so, yeah, I think that's that's just the nostalgia thing, though. And it, yeah, Black Ops 2 towards the end. After about six months, it was just modern lobbies. And, yeah. Like, it just got like... on that point. Yeah, right. Enough COD. Yeah, Josh, when did you start training? Because I actually think, like, to be fair, we can go back. Right, I started training um, at 15 years old. It was a similar sort of story to Reese's where my mum lied about um, me being 16 to sign up to a JD gyms. Um, I'm going to ask a follow-up question now. I want to ask when you started bodybuilding and why. What, so Ooh, when what, like, you started taking yeah, it what, what sort of was, like, the spark in your mind? to sort of say that I'm going to compete. Mine was so, like, mine was so, almost, it was so slow because I had been the classic, like, I used to train, like, every day, literally every day. From, like, 13 to 16, I legitimately trained every single day of the year, and I would only have a rest day if I was, like, injured or I'd played football at school and I just couldn't get to the gym. I'd literally train every day. And if I was tired, I'd just do a bit of arms, I'd do a bit of abs. 
but I'd be in the gym and like I literally would miss my bus home, not intentionally, but I'd miss my bus home, go to the gym. My mum would then pick me up when she finishes work and she'd come and get me at like half six. So I had like three hours after school that I could just go and smash myself at the gym. I then walk to Morrison's and get like some food to eat. And then in between, like literally, and then like while I was at uni, not uni, while I was doing my GCSEs, I like we'd just go and deadlift and one rep max deadlift. And it was almost where I naturally around the people that I went to school with was always like the strongest or I always developed at a little bit of a quicker rate. Like if everyone else was pulling 120, I was the one pulling 160. And even at like 14, 15, 16, and it almost got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm actually not that bad at this. Like I'm a little bit better than most people, but I also put the most time in. And it was where I never really would say I openly was like, I'm a bodybuilder. In my whole teens, if someone was to ask me, you're a bodybuilder, I'd say no. Like even now, I'd probably be like, I'm not, I don't really class myself as a bodybuilder. But it was more so like a natural progression where like I almost was like, right, well, I want to get stronger in the gym. So I'm going to track my food. I don't really know how to track my food. Okay, there's loads of YouTube videos. I'm going to watch them. I'm going to listen to some podcasts. I'm going to read up on this. And I made the mistakes. And like I probably got logs on my on my notes or I say things I've written down about. I tried every different sort of training meso, different sort of training styles. I power lifted from like 15 to 17. And in those years, I was like 100 plus kilos. I was like eating 5,000 plus calories a day. I flat benched, I think it was like 120 for like a set of five at 16, which is like pretty strong for a 16 year old. I, I pulled 190 for a set of five when I was like 17 off the floor. I think I was like 16 or 17. And I was like pretty strong for a young kid, but it was like, I just built myself up. And then eventually before I knew it, I got to uni. And that's when I was like, I properly learned how to train. Me and Finn, we met each other. I think I was first year uni and Finn was like third year. And like, even then, like we look at it, we weren't properly bodybuilding training when me and Finn made each other, but we were progressively overloading, tracking our food, making sure other variables are met. But every, let's say couple of months, I think I was almost like setting the standards thinking, well, this needs to be better. That needs to be better. I then went to Leeds Uni and that's when I trained at a proper gym and realized, oh shit, there's more to life than pressing 50 kilo dumbbells on a high incline, like a pure, you do that, you're an absolute god. You do that in a let's say an ultra flex you don't no one cares people are pressing the 70s so it's like right they're the minimum it's almost where you just build those standards but there wasn't a time where i said like i started bodybuilding i probably started taking it more serious when i was like 16 that's when i probably started like committing to a bulk eating progressively training progressively if that makes sense yeah it's funny how we've all got similar sort of stories we all like um developed a little but slowly and it was just like just going back to the sort of same thing where you were the strongest out of your friendship group. I think the same thing will have probably been for me and Finn and the rest of the people that are, well, the, the vast majority of your clientele now. Um, a lot of people get into this sport just because they see themselves as a step ahead and they want to sort of challenge themselves. I think that's the whole point of competing. It's like, it's a challenge. You want to do it. And it's just another box sort of that you can tick off and say that you're done. I think with- I think the people that actually end up doing well are the ones who you like you say they almost like they kind of fall into it slowly. It's like, well, I enjoy training, I enjoy tracking my food because I feel good for it. I enjoy looking better. So the natural progression is, oh, like people keep saying, why don't I compete? And then you start looking into it and stuff and you think, oh yeah, maybe I could do that. I remember like when I first used to, I used to get asked all the time at the uni gym, like, mate, are you not competing? When are you going to compete? Because I like, used to wear a vest and get like a stupid pump all the time. And my arms were always decent. So it was like, oh, you should compete. You should compete. And I'd be like, nah, fuck off. I'm not competing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be on stage in my pants. I used to say that to people all the time. Like, nah, I don't want to do that. And then like, as I got sort of 
as I progressed a little bit further, as I started to learn a little bit more about it and as I started to realize that I wasn't as good as I thought I was, like, because obviously when you don't really know about bodybuilding, if you're the biggest guy in the gym or you look the best in the gym or you train the hardest, you think, oh, I'm the fucking dog's bollocks. When you realize you're not, like you say, you go to a better gym, you go, oh, shit. Like, actually, there's a lot more to this. Or you find people on YouTube, you start watching people's videos and you go, oh, yeah, there's a lot more to this than just training to look good. It's, you know, about, you know, actually you can, go into a competitive side of it there's people that make a lot of money from it or whatever it may be and you start sort of like learning more about it i think they're the people who actually do well rather than the person who goes i'm gonna be a bodybuilder like, yeah well you've already yeah. shot yourself in the foot because you You're don't love all that, of the yeah. you don't love all of the initial building blocks that are going to get you there you need to be it's you need to enjoy that part first but otherwise it's not going to happen and we've that's said the, that's the... oh sorry josh you go ahead. Well, that's the sort of thing about bodybuilding, isn't it? It's like, like I said before, you bodybuilding is a cultivation of little things. It's sort of like, like Finn said, macro tracking, dieting properly, training, getting your proper rest in sleep, all those sort of things, they collate and that's how you become a good bodybuilder. It's just whether you want to take those sorts of things seriously. If one's missing, the whole puzzle falls apart. Um, for a bodybuilding competition to take place you've got to have a ton of people doing that same sort of thing if someone's doing that collection of skills better than you then you're going to get beat that's what you got to think as well because like me and reese will say like you can be the best in your gym or even the best in your like county but there's a whole fucking country and then there's all these other countries that end up coming into it as well because like especially if you go to worlds but even if you don't like UK DFBA is the UK and international and the amount of people that come over from Germany and Austria and things, and the loads are just freaks. You think, ah, oh, so I might even be the best in my gym, might even be the best in my town, might be the best in my county, my city or the fucking country that I'm in. But then this freak from Germany comes over and beats me. It's like, it's like any sport. There's always going to be someone else that's doing it well, maybe better than you that, or that's challenging you half this half quarter that Josh yeah there's this freak that's yeah. half albanian yeah <laughs> just turns up out of the blue and he's got an english passport and we're like what the fuck yeah. who's this guy just the english passport that's what it is yeah they're like bog danny what who's this guy but <laughs> that's no, how to spell it out yeah no it makes sense we said yeah. like on the podcast before why like how current bodybuilding is because it's such a it's an easy skill gap of getting in like you just go to the gym and i can guarantee josh like especially at your age i bet there's people around you who are like maybe slightly against it but then also i bet you probably without realizing probably inspire a fair few people that you went to school college with who are like that's fucking sick that's proper cool without them even realizing and then people jump into it way too early and like they try and go to like they they go into the gym and they're instantly like I want to be a bodybuilder. I want to do this. I want to do that. And in reality, I think it's time spent of just setting those foundations and getting a little bit better and becoming more adherent, more applicable to day-to-day tasks. And like you said, prioritizing sleep, making sure you're tracking your macros. And it's almost like a building blocks of, oh, now I'm actually a bit of a bodybuilder. It's not where you just wake up one day and think I'm a bodybuilder. But unfortunately, nowadays, you can just go to a gym and think I'm going to be a bodybuilder. And in reality, 
I think it's why now, like you see so many people falling off on their some some month they're on it, and you see them on Instagram constantly. Then you don't see from them, and they're doing something different, and it's like too much like yo-yo sort of mentality where bodybuilding is monotonous. Like your last twenty weeks, I bet obviously bar post prep have been literally the exact same on a daily basis. You know? Yeah, you say it like that, but then I think off season and going forward, it's just going to be the same thing. Like you, yeah, all it is, is that you, you, yeah. you eat more. Move less. That's yeah, yeah but exactly. It's very, very similar, and I think that's a lot why of people you've got to enjoy it. They need that variance. They need that. That's... They want that. I want to do something different. I want a new trainer, Mezzo. I want to be doing. I want to be eating different foods. And it's like if you're if you've got that sort of mindset, it's not to say you can't make it in bodybuilding, but you almost need to build yourself up to get to a point where you can say, okay, this is literally what bodybuilding is, and I fucking love it for what it is. You have or to be a certain type of individual to love that yeah. monotony. You do, and like like we were saying then, like we all did all of that before we even thought about going into bodybuilding. Like I, I liked tracking my food and being on top of all that. I liked getting a good night's sleep. I liked not going out like everyone else. You know what I mean? Like I liked looking after myself before I even thought, tell you what, this is all going to help me be a bodybuilder. I never even yeah. thought like that back in the day. I just liked doing it. Like, so I think it makes a difference, but anyway, this is quite a good segue to the next question. Okay. So Kez asked, how did it feel prepping for a show at 18? Did you feel like you were missing out on other things like social events, et cetera? Yeah, thank well, you for the question, Kez. Thank you, Kez. Thank you. Um, well, to be honest, like I wasn't a person that sort of went out anyway. Like I always had a lot of friends in high school, college. Oh, sorry, school. mate. Sorry, yeah, yeah, so popular. So popular. <laughs> oh, got so many um, i got so many friends <laughs> and you've got as many friends as me like it, <laughs> you know you get invited then, out to parties left right you know yeah, yeah. Saying, sorry guys i'm prepping the number like slowly died off when i decided i just didn't want to go out on a weekend like my mates were going out every friday saturday night and i was just like i just really can't be bothered because i'd backed myself in the gym the day before and then for the majority of the time i work two jobs through the week so for me to have to book time off to go out get absolutely smashed and then my gym for the weekend be hindered like yeah. I just didn't think it was worth it I didn't see it worth it I've been out twice in my life I've never been drunk it's just something not something that I'd look forward to doing in it yeah um good mindset though that. i think like, you two you're ahead of you're ahead of your time there a lot of people get to that at like 23 after uni and they go i've had enough of it now like yeah i'm gonna settle down whereas you've just been like don't really want to do that anyway saved yourself like however many years yeah but you see there's positives to it and then there's negatives like i'd say that i'm not as close to my friendship group anymore and there's a lot of yeah, i thought you're really popular i thought you were like i've got so many friends <laughs> yeah so many friends but um, the sacrifices that you make through this sort of like prep period where you just like you become antisocial, you can sort of control that a little bit whereby you can choose to put effort into people that you want to speak to. Say you've got like a, like a girlfriend or close family members, you can, you are still close with them. It's not like that, that relationship's not going to die down, but with people that, say are a bit more distant like a friendship group whereby you only ever see them when you go out that that those relationships are going to die off do you feel like that is actually a negative though or do you actually think that you probably benefit from that to an extent and also you got to think about the people that you've met 
through the prep that you would have never met. Like there's going to be loads of people. You might not be people that you go out with, but they're people that you actually share common interests with that you can have conversations with rather than just let's go out and get pissed. Like, you know, you yeah. probably met loads of people through the prep that you probably see as mates now that you would have never met if you hadn't have done it. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing about bodybuilding is we're all like-minded people, really. I did I did make a post about, about it whereby I feel like the people that compete in bodybuilding and actually do love bodybuilding, the majority of them are sound people, nine out of ten of them are sound people, just because, one, we all think the same. We all do the same thing on a daily basis. Like, it's just... Easy to get so on with other bodybuilders, isn't it? it's dead yeah, easy to yeah, get on because you just yeah, chat about like it's just what you you know what the crack is you know what they like you know what you do and generally like you say they're all in it for the same reasons like just you enjoy the process of, of getting better and you're going to get on with people yeah. if they want to progress like it's like that whole saying of like you surround yourself with the people that you know the top five people that you want to be there with you're going to be like an average of that you surround yourself with a lot of bodybuilders and, and like good bodybuilders it's not really going to do you any harm yeah, what does Rob Taylor say? Get, um, yourself network, get yourself away from Finn. In, it's like you want to be around good bodybuilders. Yeah, don't talk to me, man. I'll leave the podcast. <laughs> yeah, what, dude, did, leave what the did you podcast. say? What did you say about Rob Taylor? Rob Taylor always goes, Your network is your net worth, doesn't it? Yeah, it's true, though. It makes a massive difference. Like, that's why me and Reese don't have a circle. We just have a line. Just me and Reese. Just a line. We don't have a big circle. Can I be like plonk somewhere in the middle then? Yeah, be a, be a triangle, mate. To be fair, we, as much as we joke about not having a circle, like I think we do more than we think because we have like a, obviously a community with people from the podcast. Like we get on with a lot of people in a a sense, yeah. but we just don't we don't have close relationships with people, do we? Like we don't feel the need to like communicate outside of just like having a laugh on the podcast or getting to know people in that sense, but. Like we look, me and Reese always say that like, people just talk to each other through the day, and like <laughs> we're like, I just yeah. find that mental. <laughs> it's like having yes. conversations. Yeah, yeah, I just find it crazy. Like it's nice, and if if people feel that they need it, but like like me and Reese never ever. We, when do we ever message each other? <laughs> like no, 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 no. the only time yeah, we do like is the, the one thing I've noticed not working in normal job is like because you you go out and you see like how other people live. The, the majority of the people that I work with are bodybuilders. They'll never have anything to do with body. Ah, well, that's a lie, actually. Um, but they don't live a bodybuilding lifestyle, whatever. Um, so they, they they just they just talk about nothing. <laughs> it, yeah, like, well, to what sports or something? Is it's just chit chat? Yeah, exactly. They just they just the do general chit chat for like hours on end a day. And to us, living. that seems a bit weird. Yeah. And then they'll moan about the job that they don't like, but then they'll never change anything about it because they don't feel like they've got the self-belief or confidence to do anything about it. Again, that's another thing that like bodybuilding teaches you that you can if you put your, your mind to it and you put enough time and effort in, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Like in terms of a career, like if you really wanted to, like for, like now, if me or Reese thought, I don't want to do be a coach anymore, I want to do this, it might be completely different. Like I'd be confident that I could do it it'd just take time yeah. if i wanted to become a pilot i wouldn't be like no i'd never be able to do that of course i could just have to fucking learn and it'd just take time and effort you know what i mean it's like i don't think as bodybuilders once you've started to change your physique and change your lifestyle and change your mindset because it does make a, like your mindset is 
over time does definitely change a lot, especially going through a prep and different phases and stuff. Like you almost get to that point where you're so self-confident and believe in yourself enough to the point where like you could almost think, oh, I can do whatever I really want. It's just a case of putting in the time. But I think people never get to that realization. They just sort of think, yeah. oh, I can't do that. that I've got to do this. You finish college, you go to uni, you do uni, you don't really enjoy it. You then go and work a Live for the weekend job. Go out. Yeah, and it's literally, yeah, it's the same sort of rinse, repeat, where I think it puts you out of your comfort zone initially and you understand yeah, it's... I feel it's like, like, I feel like that's where you're taught from sort of like the the beginning of time, really. Once you, yeah. begin, once you start school, you're taught that you're go from primary to secondary all the way to college and then you have to go to uni afterwards obviously like more avenues are opening up now whereby you can do different qualifications it's a lot easier to become like a PT get different qualifications but it's it's like ingrained in British history that you have to go through the entire education system and well it's I think it's probably in, in all history but I think it's changing because like nowadays you can go on YouTube look how much you can learn like go on social media like you follow the right people in the right different sort of spaces look how much you can learn from different experts in different things like you can pretty much choose a certain industry that you want to go into you don't have to be like oh i have to go to union obviously there might be there's going to be a lot of things like if you want to be a doctor you're not going to just learn it from youtube like you need qualifications but for a lot of things like a qualification isn't going to go and sort of put you way ahead of anyone else that has had time learning it through their own ways experience learning it like for example me and reese we both have degrees but aj doesn't have a degree like yeah. there's loads of really good coaches that don't have a degree you don't need a degree and again this is our industry but there's, it's going to be the same in a lot of industries that yeah but like i think if we're just talking about sports in general a lot of the sort of jobs surrounding sports don't require a degree no. Um, especially if it's something like personal training, coaching. Um, That's training, bro. You just buy like five cereal boxes in a week and then <laughs> end it up and you get one in the post or something. That's what it is. Yeah, you win it in the cereal box. Even yeah. even if we're going on to like football coaching, sports coaching, they're they're separate qualifications altogether. But I feel like because of the way that like we're we're raised from young, we believe that you have to go to university to gain those things unless you look into it yourself i also think there's a point where and i think this is this in, in also when it comes to like the nature versus nurture kind of chat there's a certain point where you have to go like your own path and find your own way because like there was a point when i was growing up where i sort of had that kind of fuck it moment and i was like i'm not gonna just do what i should do so it was when i was in my second year of uni and i was like i'm not enjoying this i was like uni's a bit shit I was like, but I'm not going to quit because I don't quit things. I was like, I'm going to get it done because I'm there now. So I was like, but I, I don't really enjoy my course. I'm working these other jobs that I'm not really enjoying just to make money so that I'm not in massive debt from uni. So I was like, what can I actually do? And I, I remember I never really wanted to be a PT, but then I thought, well, I enjoy training. I enjoy being in the gym. I enjoy talking about the gym. All I do in my spare time is watch videos about the gym and learn about it. So I was like, I might as well fucking go into it. So I was like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a PT. And then like six months, six weeks later, I had a PT qualification. I was working in pure gym and I was gaining clients. And I was like, I, just cause I went, I need to fucking change this. I'm not enjoying uni, but like most yeah. people would just carry on and then get to the end of uni and go, 
what now? Oh, and then like try exactly. and get a job yeah. that you probably it, don't like. Yeah. And they get to the point and they're like, oh, I've got nothing set up. Yeah. I remember having conversations last year when I was finishing and they were like, oh, you're going to be coaching full time. I'm like, I've been coaching full time for the last year. Like we've been in a lockdown. I've not been having turn like to with me, like PT yeah. and, and I, I didn't yeah. go to uni in the final year. And they were like, I had to, remember I said to you, the accommodation team were like ringing me all the time. I had to go in. I had to show them like, look, this is my work schedule. This is what yeah. I'm doing. I'm not just pissing about going out and not coming into uni. I was like, I, I'm, this is my job. Like I'm actually doing what I want to do. I was like, I'm just yeah. not sacking off uni because I might as well finish it. And they're like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Right. <laughs> I was so lucky. Obviously, with uni like being COVID and stuff like that, like my attendance, I literally only turned up to SNC uh, in the last year for online lectures. In person lectures, I think I turned up once and that was it. So my attendance was probably like single digits. And like they didn't really say anything to me because they knew every time I mentioned it, I would always ask the right questions. I'd, I'd book meetings on my own time. And I just say like, well, I'm busy. I've got my own stuff to focus on and I can still carry on and crack on with this. And I still managed to get everything done. And it was a bit of a stress as it would be if you're not really turning up, but it wasn't like, I regret that it was priorities in, in, in place. And I knew that I'd be coaching, let's say a year from now, am I going to be using my degree a year from now? Well, I'm not. So that's the answer. Um, so Josh, I just wanted to ask, what's your, what's your long-term goals, mate? What's your, what's your career? Are you going to be a BB? Is that what you're going to be? Um, yeah, I have BB Pro Classic. No, I'm joking. Um, well, obviously, yeah, come I'm, on, I'm slow. Like job, bodybuilding. What's like? Come on, draft yeah. them out. What, what do you want? What do you want to take? So, revisit this. In like we'll, we'll, five years. Yeah, we'll, we'll lay out a present plan. My my present time, I work in a supplement store. Um, I do their sales, emails, stuff like that. All the What's supplement store, mate? No, is it is it a chain? Active or? Sports Nutrition. Okay. And um, touch better than Cardiff. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and then I work in a gym also in the afternoons. So I go straight from there to the gym and then that's my day pretty much. Um in the future on my weekends, I'm sort of starting to set up an online coaching business just because I feel like it's it's something I can do to use my spare time efficiently, just because there's a lot of people out there that just like especially my mates or people that are in my gym, stuff like that, that just don't have the same sort of guidance or willingness to look for sort of like information that us lot have. And so for me. Um, Fair enough. And then standpoint anything like you said classic pro is that well the, to that be honest one? mate and um, the next time i'll be competing is 2025 for that sort of like time period i've got a lot of yeah time to grow really so okay uh, cool thank you sound sorry guys carry on josh Houston. from like if we're saying I've got a two-year off-season, I've got the opportunity to sort of make the decision as I mm -hmm. go along, um, whether it be men's physique, whether it be classic physique, whether it be open bodybuilding, I highly doubt that. But, like, men's physique and classic physique are my two sort of, like, options. I mean, I'm slightly swaying to, towards classic physique, but, like, obviously, you'll, you'll have seen through my Instagram, I just, I think my physique yeah. suits yeah. 
I'd say with your like because your quads like you'd sell yourself. I don't think your quads are massive, but the, yeah. with your upper body, I would definitely say your ceiling's higher in classic. But to be fair, mate, like, I haven't seen you in board shorts. Like I've seen you do some posing, and mate, you look sound. But it depends. Yeah. I would personally, and to be fair, you don't really need to stress out. Just train, and you will see. Like you'll probably when it comes to twenty twenty five. Like you'll be 16 weeks out and you'll hit a men's physique pose and you might go, oh shit, that's a lot better. Or you might hit a classic pose and go, right, this is what it is. But for now, from judging off this year, I'd say classic would yeah. be the goal for I you. think just based off the criteria that a lot of the judges looked for this year in men's physique, I don't think I'm sort of built for that. Like my strengths are my posterior chain, like you, you could say my quads, but I'd say mainly my posterior chain. Um, with men's physique, they base a lot, like most of the poses, uh, determined by what you've got on your front. So you push push musculature, your abdomen, your arms, and I think they're my weakest body parts. So if I was sort of to develop them and bring them up, I think men's physique would be an option. But classic is sort of where I'm at. I think you're yeah. definitely more tailored towards classic, even just, I know obviously it's because you pose quite classic anyway, but I think in terms of like your rib cage and your lines and things like that, like you do suit classic quite well. I think like you say for men's physique, don't get me wrong, you can easily structure your training to prioritize that musculature and really bring up your delts, really bring up your chest, really bring up your arms. But you know, you, you're still going to have your same structure like you're still going to have those same lines. You're just, you're just going to be bigger. Yeah. Um, I think you do. And also it's like, it's not often like guys that do quite well in physique have got quite short torsos. I feel like you've got the opposite, like you've got quite a long and slim torso, which is good because it makes your waist yeah. look really small. But I think for men's physique, the guys that often tend to do well have quite short torsos and like they're wide, obviously they're wide and still they've got a narrow waist, but their torso, you very rarely see guys that have got really long torsos. There's some, like Reese hasn't got a short torso. Like Tyler Smith, he's he's obviously a good physique guy. He's not got a short torso, but... Who's that guy that's won, um, I think he's won four or five pro shows in America this year and he's like five foot four. Um, oh, what's his name? He's an American guy. He's won, he's coached by that cuts on Instagram. Um, his name Joven. <laughs> One second, I'll try and get a picture of him up. But no, I think uh, I think you are more suited to classic. Did you say because it was cutting out? Um, my internet connection is not the best, so sorry if the quality is not the best, guys. But yeah, did you say because obviously you're speaking about competing in 2025? Obviously, we've spoke about like your plans in regards to the natural feds and going enhanced. Did you say like what your plans are in terms of time frame with that? Obviously, you're now what? How many weeks post show are you? Three, five and a bit. Um, five and five and a bit. Five, five weeks. I'm pretty sure it's five. Not been five weeks, surely. It was midway through last month. Was it the month before? No, yeah, it was midway through last month. I think yeah, I think it's been about three and a half, four. Yeah. Regardless, oh, it doesn't really make one. Yeah, it's been four weeks this weekend. Yeah, it's been four weeks. <laughs> um, to be honest, like the last few weeks for me have sort of I had a I had a two three day off sort of period. Well, I say day off. I was supposed to only have one day off afterwards, but it's sort of dwindled out. Um, but yeah, I've been back on plan ever since then. Um, it's been a sort of reverse diet. 
I'm only four kilos up, so I'm not like terribly out of shape. But like as we know, I wasn't terribly out of shape for anyway. Um, there's still a lot more room to push, obviously, with the addition of some enhancement. Um, that's going to be the sort of next step in my bodybuilding journey, we'll call it. Um, we've got a good few years to sort of utilize that, some extra food, a proper structured program, and a proper structured training program. So it gives me the sort of ability to utilize a lot more tools from this starting point that I've got now, whereby if I was to just have carried on bulking, I'd have had to strip it all back again and then start again. So mm. the sort of competitions came at a good point for me anyway. Can I uh, play devil's advocate here, mate? Is there not a temptation? And I'm actually on the, the team natty side of things. You said your gaining phase in the past were like pretty unstructured, eating shit, KFC. Is there not a temptation to think I'm not really probably committed to a gaining phase regardless of PDs? And like obviously, if the long-term goal is to step on stage in the enhanced realm, then fair enough, that's understandable. But is there not a thought process where you're like, well, I could just probably be a bit more optimal in a gaining phase, Natty, and that could be an option? Or is it where you've got your sights and you're like, right, I'm stepping on stage next time and I'm, in, I'm not going to be in a tested show? So it's Yeah, like, well, no I think for me, for the main goals to be a sort of IFBB pro, it was sort of just like, a, once his prep's done, I'm going straight into a structured off-season. And from that point going forward, it's like just using the sort of tools as much as well as possible, isn't it? Um I'm rushing because it says less than one minute. Um, Don't worry, mate. We'll go, the... we'll go into a third part. I'll I'll stop it now. <laughs> Sorry guys, Zoom cut us off again. Um so yeah, basically that question Josh was just answering and, and, and saying that he's gonna use utilize all tools that he has at his uh, his disposal, which all tools, like you say so that's gonna be growth hormone initially, insulin straight away. Yeah, straight away. Just all, all from the beginning, just all of it. In all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, like obviously you've got a coach who, like you say, you know, you speak really highly of, he knows what he's doing. So you're in good hands on that side of things. Like you're not just going to go, oh yeah, I'm just going to jump on stuff. Like you know what yeah. you're sensible, you've experienced a prep and everything in, in the, the first instance. So yeah, obviously, like you say, if your goals lie in that realm, then ultimately, you know, it makes sense. I think a lot of people wait it out and wait it out, which generally is a good idea if you're not sure, if you've not competed before, if you've not been able to adhere to a prep, all these kind of things. Um, speaking of that, actually, just quickly, how was your adherence during the prep? Like, did you just tick every box? As I was going to say that. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't cheat on my diet once. It no. was 29, 29 weeks, something like that. Um, and yeah, I feel like if you can't adhere to your prep diet then something like anabolics is just completely out the window there's no yeah, point in it for you exactly. um you've got to think about like there's there's a lot more that goes into the pot with anabolics than just risking your health like you know kids there's like if you want to actually maximize growth using that sort of well steroids we'll say um like you've got to be nailed on with sleep food hydration training absolutely everything has to be nailed on otherwise you're just not going to make the most of it and that's where people fall short and stuff like health markers would mark because they get problems later on in life with sort of 
creating like creating the physique they want to create ultimately when um, you say that simply like most people who are enhanced usually look shit because they literally have an over how it is mate you, you can say what you want on the podcast <laughs> yeah mate trust me no at this point like you just say what you want people look fucking shit most people on gear look shit let's yeah. be honest like that's the case there is the a standard at natural and how things are yeah there's a typical physique which is well, exactly if, what if you're you saying the go on mate If you took the sort of like the winners of each class and made them enhanced, well, we'll say at the BMBF final, the UKDFBA final, I reckon they'd all be IFBB bros. Well, we'll like well, obviously we'll see about some like some people. Obviously there are some masters in that, but like for example, like Connor Lewis, I think he's got phenomenal physique, phenomenal structure. He's peeled to the bone. He adheres to his diet incredibly well. He nails on absolutely everything. If he was to use anabolics, he would just be a better version of himself because that's all anabolics does. It this is sort um, of magnifying glass, really, isn't this it? This is what we were chatting about the other day to to AJ, wasn't it, Reese? We were saying like the people who have got really good potential and the people who are very good naturals, more often than not, are the ones who then go enhanced and are really good enhanced athletes. Like there's obviously a, some naturals that stay natty and do really well naturally because that's where their goals lie and, and that's fine but if you're a really 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 good natty and you can you have the potential like we were saying like joven like if, if you if you have that goal why not if you can do it safely which you can like you know you can do it it's obviously not going to be 100 percent safe as if you weren't to do it but there's ways of doing it safely. There's that much education yeah, out there nowadays yeah. to do it in the right way and do it as, as you know, safely as you possibly can. So, you know, it, when you see people like Joven, for example, you think, you know, literally the, the sky's the limit, fair play. Like if that's what your goals yeah. are, I don't know what Joven's goals are, but you know, we said he could probably get a pro card natty anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good. He's almost yeah. a little bit too, for the vast majority like he's almost in my opinion like he's almost like a step above the like you get you have the genetic elite tier and then you have joven who's like just a step joven and james alabaster yeah, yes james alabaster yeah. Is very good yeah the two right, people yeah. you look at and you're like right. let's um quickly fire through any any questions you've got like we'll do them as quick fire just so we get back to everyone and then we'll wrap it up so do you say you've got another one josh um so jacob huxley Asked, how does it feel stepping on stage for the first time? Question mark, winning, question mark. Um, I sort of, <laughs> like... Can we all answer this by Finn about the winning yeah. part? Like, Finn oh, won't win. Yeah, wow. Finn. Don't mention yeah, other yeah. winners. So. Third place is a win. Sort of, like, take, is a, they actually say third place winner. Give your medal okay. to the third place winner. So I am a winner, actually. Yeah, and, no, uh, the win's the, the journey. The win's the process. It's the journey. Yeah. That's the win. And yeah. I've already won That's before great. I stepped on stage because the journey... <laughs> Go on, Like, I don't know how to like answer this one really because it's sort of like you don't, you don't, you don't get like one clear feeling. You just sort of um, go through a sort of bunch of different emotions. From the the WMBF win was completely different to the UKDFBA win for me personally, just because it was like the WMBF win. Apart from Conran and well, we'll say Ruben, but like the rest of them 
weren't, but they were like 15, 16 year old kids. It wasn't a massive challenge or say anyway. So from that standpoint, I was like, yeah, it, it, like it's a win, a win's a win. But um, for the UK DFBA one, I was against the best Conran that there's ever been. I was against, we'll say the best Jack. So that one meant a lot more to me personally, just because it was the biggest challenge out of all of them. Yeah. And genuinely, like I was sat in the lineup, I was like, I don't know where they're going to place us at this point. Like yeah. I came second in the UK. Anyway, DFBA. those three. Exactly. I came second in the, the UK DFBA qualifier. So I was like, I could be at the bottom here because Conran's won his show. Jack's won his show. Like I was the only winner, not like the only person there that didn't win their qualifier. So that instantly, I think, puts me at a disadvantage. Um, but when I got called out as a winner, like you'll see, I put my hands over my face. That was one of the only times I think I ever showed any emotion sort of like on stage because I was just in that much in shock because I'd beat the best version of two of the best teenage bodybuilders in Britain. Natural bodybuilders. Natural, natural, natural. <laughs> You have to remember that. Wait, whenever you, whenever you premise Eagles that, 20 you know, whenever you say that, you have to premise it, mate, with natural, because you go, I'm yeah. the, "Oh my god, I'm I'm the best, I'm the best teenage bodybuilder in Britain." Natural. And then you go, ah, "Actually, you're not. You're natural." So it's probably loads of guys on gear that are just loads better than you. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> when when Jack Eagles was 19, he was far better than me. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah he's, what is he? Is he 20 now, Jack? Yeah, he's 20. He's not impressive anymore. He's, yeah, he's not a not. He's not yeah, a team. Not there anymore. Fell off. Yeah, but that being uh, said, like we said before with Jack, like he's he's twenty, but his like blood, like if you were to have a look at his blood age, like if you were to say, right, let's have a look at blood, blood. Age. Yeah, he's he's a massive competitor. That's what it is. He's, he's like, get, right, you're twenty. Get Jack on, don't we? You need to get Jack and yeah, Jack, That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. They're both of them at the same time, Finn. I reckon they just chat too much. Might be hard, It'd be best it? to get. Yeah. So be like looking at the other questions that I've got. We can answer next week. They don't require you, Josh. Okay. They're not. They're not oh. for you. <laughs> it's all right. I'll take. Well, it actually, one one of them is for you. Possible. One of them is for you. We can do this quickly. I, I say they're not for you. One of them's got Josh in brackets. Um, do you follow football, mate? A little bit, yeah. We'll say a little bit. Do you follow the championship? Huddersfield Town's in the championship, so yeah. Is that who you support? I did when I was a kid. I've not watched the Huddersfield Town game in about three years, four years. Where are you, where is that where you're from? Yeah, Huddersfield. Huddersfield and Albania. Half Huddersfield, half Albania. Yeah. So, Will Razzo, Will Razzo, who, who loves the championship because Chef United are in it, <laughs> he's asked, championship top six. Oh, my know? God. <laughs> hey, Siri, what's the championship exactly top six? What, exactly what we did last time. Exactly. And check the top six and just say the top six. Yeah, we literally just went. Uh, Finn read out. I said, Finn, you're in first it? place in the English Football League Championship with 38 points after 20 matches, ahead of second place Blackburn Rovers by two points. Yeah, so that's my top two. You don't need the rest. Who was? Who is it? Who's <laughs> first? Is it? Is it Burnley? Burnley. 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 Burnley top at league. Burnley. Uh, uh, Finn, you know that Liam guy? Uni telling you, right? her brother signed up. So Leah, the Burnley fan, he was like, "I love Sean Dyche." Sean Dyche. <laughs> he was a Burnley fan, and, and every every single time I spoke to her, she'd just speak to me about, like, she'd just say something odd about Burnley, and she'd be like, "Liverpool be Burnley this week, Reese. Come here with a game." 
That's how she sounded. I loved it. What a girl. I haven't spoken to her in years, but her brother ended up signing up with, with, with like my with Josh. So obviously coaching. Technically, he's like in the team R fit brand, which is quite cool. So yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad, right? Signed up, mate. Yeah, that's what it is. Now she she plays hockey or some she's like a uh, discus throw i don't know some similar sport about the same thing yeah well, hockey discus whatever same javelin thing. all same, all yeah. same thing if it's not bodybuilding yeah, it's the same thing right we're gonna yeah. wrap it up because oh, cool. we've covered the yeah. questions um josh do you have anything that you want to say do you want to plug anything obviously you just said that you're starting online coaching um I'll I'll not be cheap because I've not started it yet. So <laughs> I'll just say follow my Instagram for now. Um, yeah, that, that's all really. I just say like that. I know there's a lot of lads competing next year that are like wanting to do the teams category. They're looking into the teams category. I'd say just try your absolute hardest. Nail prep as much as you possibly can. Like it's as much as it doesn't seem like you can read. You can get a lot of rewards from it it does start to sort of like open your your eyes to a lot of things in bodybuilding you do learn a lot about your body you learn a lot about like what people do say you say you're an online coach for example like josh campbell's just started his online coaching business and you learn a lot about the processes of coaching bodybuilders you learn a lot about biochemistry itself you'll learn about the fact that competitions don't necessarily go your way because of small things <laughs> like for example say your posing's off your diet like say your posing your condition or your muscularity is off like those are the three things that you get judged on normally it's all relative to what the judges want like i think that's a big thing to keep in mind for a lot of people um Bodybuilding itself is a sport which is relative to people's opinions. <laughs> That's the easiest way to close it off. That's a good outro, to be fair. And I will say, Josh, like, hopefully you've enjoyed your time. I think it's nice. It's nice to, to have a chat because, like, for your age, you're definitely a lot. I'm not gonna say wiser, but you've got a wise head on your shoulders for on your massive delts. You've got a wise head on those massive delts, mate. Massive yeah, juice. Yeah, no, you've not. You're not like most eighteen-year-olds aren't at all like uh, how you are. So I think it'd probably be quite refreshing. And then likewise, I know I've got a few team competitors on stage again next year, and I'm guessing there probably will be a few people getting into preps. And I think you've got a good insight, and uh, and hopefully the listeners have enjoyed. Um, but thanks for your time, mate. Finn, anything yeah. you want to leave us upon? Or should no, we wrap it thank up? you for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, cool, cool. Thank right, you, lads. thanks for everybody. If everyone's got any questions for Josh, feel free. Instagram, I'm guessing it'll be like somewhere related in the description or likewise. We've already had a look through it. And uh, I appreciate all the story tags, questions, everything, guys. And we'll catch you guys next week. Josh won't though, just does. See you later.